this is where the magic happens. I'm Angela Lovell. I'm a psychic and empath of the cat order. What are the other things? Indigo child. It sounded like you're, you're dealing with some confusion on whether or not you should be cat hoarding. <laughs> or I, cat boarding. Cat boarding. You said boarding or hoarding? Hoarding. Oh, hoarding. They're yeah. just four in a very small space that has too many litter boxes in it. Well, they'll have land soon enough. They have land. To run around. I well, just take they're indoor. Just they're indoor let cats. Them be wild. Yeah, you can't they let, don't. You no. can't really have outdoor cats. They're my out here precious angel of, babies. I gave birth to two of them. The other two are adopted. And to be clear, <laughs> I, I don't really believe that. It just feels that way. Oh. Uh, to be clear, you did not give birth to a cat. No, physically. No, but uh, but essentially you did. Emotionally, yes. you did. My name is Ryan Singer. Thank you for joining us. Um, uh, you know, I am um, a, I am a manifester. Yeah. I am a master of coincidence. Ooh. Someone told me that Ryan, once. there uh, are no coincidences. Yeah. So I'm a master You're of there a is master. nothing. <laughs> 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 so, uh, yeah. So, you know, stand up comedian, uh, you know, actor, writer, blah, 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 multi hyphenate. Lover of rocks. Yeah. And so, um, and also tender of spiritual garden. Ooh, yeah, yeah. How about that one? I like that. You Ryan, like that one? I have a green, I'm trying to get a green thumb in my spiritual garden. Ryan and I went to a meditation together and saw our gardens, but he wouldn't tell me what was in his. I was too emotional today. to talk about it. <gasps> really? Is that what it was? I was, um, you know, when like you're emotionally like a balloon mm-hmm. that's been filled up too much. Oh, God, yeah. And like the slightest conversation about it is like a, a, a pop. Yeah. It'll pop you. I was uh, about to be popped. Whoa. Whoa. That's a good meditation. You want yeah. to talk about yours first? Or you want me to talk about Yeah, mine? we can talk about it. Well, because there's, there's an interesting thing that happened. And at first I had the slightest bit of resistance, but I realized I don't need to be, this isn't, there's no reason to be resisting this. Mm-hmm. And that is, uh, we're doing this guided meditation and it's about finding your higher self and kind of your higher self is guiding you through a process. Um, and that process includes, but is not limited to examining your spirit, your garden, mm-hmm. your like soul's garden and all the different, just like a, a regular garden will have tomatoes and carrots or, you know, watermelons or other things, <laughs> all kinds of vegetables, all and kinds fruits. of vegetables and fruits. <laughs> your soul has the different sections too, like personal relationships, romance, mm-hmm. um, self-worth, all these different sections. And you just got to hope those fucking squirrels stay out. No, <laughs> I saw all these like squirrels. In Raccoons the are what like, you really Oh, there's the cocaine to. squirrel trying to get in. Uh, there's the, uh, the, the the ice cream squirrel <laughs> trying to get in. Um, no, but uh, so the uh, but when we first like had to get into, uh, you know, a thing when I'm visualizing my higher self, mm-hmm. which shouldn't be such a stranger to us. Um, but I've seen a different version of my higher self in the past. In the past, I don't know the best way to describe it other than it's almost like imagine a mannequin that is made of pixelated neon light. This is a little weird. That's kind of fluorescent but see-through, <laughs> right? Yeah, this reminds me of like when you talked about the time you thought your hair was sexy when you wetted it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like this is what Ryan is picking. Well, imagine like, <laughs> imagine me without hair, uh-huh. 
um, and, and no motion like me pose. without hair and or like it's so it's it's like you're just kind of like this this thing doesn't have like all the physical mm-hmm. you, you still i still have my body but the it's like my spiritual body yeah right um so but it's made of kind of like a bright goldish neon light that is also see-through. That's like been my higher self in the past, huh. which looks just like me, except without my hair or clothing or like, it's essentially just a mannequin. Yeah. And so, uh, so that has been my higher self in the past when I've communicated with it. Or you You've know, actually seen this. You this didn't... is what I've seen. Yeah. Wow. And so like okay, we, I thought this was like, like... exchanging energy and exchanging light. I thought this light. was something you like made to place hold for when your higher self would come. I don't know why I was... No, this is like the higher self that I visualize, that I'm seeing when we, in the past when I've done higher self stuff. And so this time I did not see that higher self at all. This Uh higher self was a totally different character. Um, This higher self was, the best way for me to describe it is, it's almost like a Ryan Singer version of like Gandalf the Great. Like Ooh. if you can imagine like like the great white wizard. Yeah. Uh, or. Uh, protector of hobbits. Protector of hobbits. Or even uh, what's his name from Harry Potter. Uh, oh. The, uh, the Dumbledore. Dumbledore. So it's like I looked. I didn't have a hat on though. Like so I had this like long. It was pretty much all silver hair. But it was curly like mine. Mm-hmm. And this one wasn't neon or anything. But he was like fully. It was like a human being. Looked like a person. And like bluish gray white robe clothing. Blue's good. With a staff, long white beard that had a little bit of black streaks in it, but mostly all gray. And barefoot and just kind of like floating. Like never was really like walking on the ground. Was just kind of always like floating and tor a lot of twirling. Wow. A lot of twirling, right? So this higher self, at first when I saw this, I was like, who's this motherfucker? I was like, oh, you don't like, don't like, who's this motherfucker? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, this is my higher self. This is who my higher self is right this now. This twirling, joyful wizard. Yeah, this this ancient looking, joyful. Dancing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so this twirling wizard starts guiding me down this path into in my soul's garden to show me my soul's garden. And this is where it got rough for me because, you know, I saw certain parts of the garden were pretty great, you know, and then, but when we got to the part of like intimacy or I'm trying to think more specifically what it was when it was like the, the part of your garden where it's like your self love, like where like that leads to like, you know, blossoming or flourishing personal relationships i was like oh shit dude it's dirt like it was like very just dirt like very tiny like you know like the little sprouts yeah sprouts when you like plant grass Mm -hmm. um wait so did you have sprouts no at first it was pretty barren okay right and so but the other areas of my garden were like we're killing it yeah and so then i get to that part and i'm just like oh shit like that's not what I want to see right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, but the great thing about the meditation and, and like doing this exercise is that you, you change this, you change this reality for yourself. Yeah. And so that's what this is all about. It's all about doing that work and yep. watering this garden. Right. And so, um, but it becomes clear to the person doing it or became clear to me anyway, like, okay, there's certain areas of your life that you don't really need to focus on as much. 
mm-hmm. when it comes to doing the work as opposed to others. So I took this as a sign that like, oh, my higher self was showing me like this is where you need. You've spent so much time of your life in the last 15 plus years working on focusing on your career and these other things that now it's time to you need the big work that you need to do, at least spiritually, is in your personal relationship. Uh, first of all, with yourself, yeah. like loving yourself, and then also, you know, that other person that's in your life. So, and then, so through the course of it, I noticed, like through just kind of like, I know a lot of times when I'm like, when we're trying to connect with like the light and the love of the universe, the source, right? From the, you know, the, as Sarah will say, it's like an ocean above. Like, yeah. Usually that shit just kind of like Spider-Man shoots a web. Yeah. I'll shoot this shit out of my, like out of my hands like that. I'll just, and I can like, I can laser beam it. Right. Yeah. And so then I just kind of, I just kind of mean my higher self are just there kind of like, just like pouring all this light, these particles. Whoa. And it, it usually looks like, almost like concentrated glitter like flying right and so i'm just like blasting like almost like when you go to one of those self car washes and they have the gun that just blasts your car and like the water pressure is really intense i was like blasting uh this barren part of my garden with this love and then next thing you know it's like fucking corn stalks whoa like growing but almost like a time-lapse video and just and like and so by the end of it and then you know I then I spread it out a little bit on the other parts of the garden but then by the time I walked out of this garden with my higher self who was now floating up and just kind of like dancing around in the sky it was like when you're in a corn maze and you can't see anything cuz everything is taller than you now wow so i went from like at first this garden being you know maybe up to my knees or mid shin in other areas which were doing good yeah and then just like the dirt like pre-plant or like right after you've planted now it's like i'm surrounded by a burgeoning flourishing it's almost like forest of plush vegetation damn so i felt i I felt really good afterwards yeah but i also felt like holy shit like this is yeah this is like this is i wasn't expecting i mean i started crying a little bit during the meditation yeah as well and so and you know and it's which is fine like i guess i don't really care about crying in public surrounded by like 20 people i don't know and also people Uh, who are all there to cry and emote exactly so um I think we're beyond worrying about that if you're even at one of these things on a <laughs> no Saturday. No shit, sa- yeah. Early, or late Saturday morning, early Saturday afternoon. So um, so there's, uh, so then when you said, oh, uh, what did you see? I was like, I can't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I thought? I was like, damn, that's dark. <laughs> yeah, I mean, part of it was dark. Yeah. You know, part of it was dark because the harsh reality of realizing that, you know, regardless of what I've told myself, like, oh, I threw some seeds down over there. They'll fucking grow whenever. They'll grow. They'll yeah. Find, yeah. I don't have to check on those. Ooh. It's like, you know, the, the harsh reality is like, hey, you, you know, go water. You have to go water this stuff. Like, you, Hell you know, yeah. you're letting all this die. You're letting these things die constantly. Oh, so so just letting like these, like these romantic, whether we want to call them romantic mm-hmm. plants uh, or vegetation die or not flourish. I actually reached out to my ex-girlfriend right you afterwards. Did? Or where we ended up talking or texting. And uh, and I don't know what happened. I, I think she had randomly texted me recently 
Um, it was, I think, a couple days. It was within a couple days of this experience. Mm-hmm. And she had mentioned how she had just, for the first time, like gone to a sound bath. Because she was, in our relationship, she was never really into the woo. She wasn't a woo person. And uh, she's like, oh, I just went to this meditation, this sound bath meditation. It was amazing. I think I'm going to start doing this kind of stuff. Cool. And I was like, oh, I just had a meditation um, that I went to like yesterday morning or whatever. And um, so I just, I was like, I'm sorry I wasn't able to flourish in our relationship. And so it was very, it was that very, is so it was great. very, I don't know what's the word I'm looking for. It was uh, cathartic. It was cathartic. And so like when it comes to like revisiting that garden, I'm going to have to go back there Mm -hmm. regularly and redo all that work again. You know, I mean, pick up where I left off. Yeah. Pick up where I left off. It's like, it's not like, oh, I did that thing on that Saturday afternoon. Uh, So now there's corn stalks of self-love. It's like, no, you got to go. Okay. You got to go back and do it. And keep doing it. Yeah. Without like telling personal things. Um, But like when we talked about that last relationship, because she sounds really cool. um, And the, the, like the, the stuff that you said was sort of like, it all felt like it was yours, you know, and being able to flourish in a relationship, I think plenty of men can relate to because you're not you're not brought up to emote and love and be vulnerable which are things you have to do in a relationship but you seeing all that and putting attention on it which I don't think a lot of people even know how to begin seeing it or putting attention on it but that changes everything that changes like yeah whatever comes next for you and I've been lucky in the last in the last three serious relationships I've had over the years mm-hmm. um that I'm friends, I'm, I'm, our relationships ended l- at least on good terms to some degree. Yeah. I mean, no relationship ends on good terms, like totally because the relationship is yeah. ending for some reason. But I'm still very good friends with the, uh, you know, a woman I used to live with, uh, another woman that I was with for, you know, multiple years. Yeah. Um, even though we don't like talk all the time. But it's still nice to reach out every once and like even like years like years will go by and I'll be like, hey, just so you know, I love it. I, <laughs> I wanted to apologize yeah. for something I did like or like I wasn't aware at the time that I was closed off to to being emotional in mm-hmm. this way. And so like it's never too late for me to reach out and. You know, it's not like you're trying well, to get back together. No, it's just like, no. hey, I well, just want you to know that I'm now aware of, of this thing. Yeah, maybe my um, favorite ex, who's still my friend, um, I went to his wedding. Um, and that's a real fun story because that was apparently not the best choice for some people to... Uh, it's just weird. It's a hard, weird, gray area. But um, when I'm with him... He he's a very kind, beautiful, sweet soul. He's Taurus with a Pisces moon. Um, I don't necessarily think he's one of my soulmates uh, based on the way we met uh, and my resistance. But he is a good, good, pure human. And he always tells me things that he's noticed about my growth, my personal growth and like how far I've come and how far I'm going. And he's just such a great cheerleader and friend. And I think that's the thing too, like somebody knows your intimate history and then to compare and contrast with what you're doing now. I mean, that's really valuable information to get from people. I think it is. And it's very encouraging for the person who's on their path. I Mm -hmm. know for me it is. Um, I know 
I love also doing that. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, it takes, you know, it takes a silky glove (laughs) to, uh, (laughs) to hand over something like that Mm -hmm. to someone without making them, but obviously you wouldn't really be doing it to someone you didn't know well enough to be able to do it. So they would understand how to take it from you. Yeah. Being like, Hey, you know how you used to be a huge piece of shit? (laughs) You're not really that anymore. (laughs) You know, like that's not what we're talking about, but, uh, but it is nice to like, when you go through things with people, we understand Mm -hmm. that everyone's very complicated. No one's perfect. Yeah. We all have areas we can grow in and when it comes to like romantic relationships um you know i don't i don't talk about that like on my other no you don't or you know like there's certain things i'm i'm very willing to talk about publicly but i do believe that when it comes to like having podcasts and it's just my own personal. I know. But, oh no! But like, I, I, I feel like just because I'm on stage all the time talking about my entire life, mm-hmm. I feel like there has to be something I can keep for myself sometimes. Yes. But um, but I talk about my relationships on stage constantly. I just don't do them on the podcast necessarily. But um, there is, and I've also dealt with like I've also dealt with like. I don't know. I was listening to this great podcast last night. Gosh, I wish I could remember. Let me look at the name real quick. Um, A friend of mine uh, who lives up in, well, it's not important where she lives, but she uh, sent me a link to, it's like her, I don't want to say guru, but like her spiritual teacher has a podcast. Oh, it's her instructor. And the, uh, I was listening to the very first episode last night. It's like a therapist and also like a, like a healer person. They're, They're really good friends and they have a podcast together. And their names are, uh, oh shoot, what are their names? Uh, it's called Love, Sex, and the Hidden Agenda is the oh, name of the podcast. Oh, that's brilliant. And um, Amelia and Chatia, I think are, are their names. Anyway, the, the first one is uh, Toxic Shame was their first episode. And it's talking about like sex. And it's you know obviously coming from a very heavy female perspective because it's two women hosting. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's very interesting to hear this kind of thing. Yeah. Because we all have toxic shame attached to sex uh, or, you know, for all kinds of different reasons. And this is kind of a newer concept for me. But it's interesting because this is like a blockage and like they say your second, your second chakra. So like if you want growth, mm-hmm. if you want to make money, and it's like this is the thing that this toxic shame will block creation. So it's blocking your create your creativity in a way. The the problem with going on these journeys and like self growth and all oh these things, God. it's I like something so, good it's, so you have to do all this self work and yeah. it sucks yeah. because you have to confront all this shit that you don't want it. And there's a reason you bury it because yeah. you don't want to deal with it. Oh yeah, and yeah. I just remembered something so crazy. I was hanging out with my friends. Um, they're both like super creative and very cool, and. Uh, this is insane and I can't, we just, we talked about, and they're, they practice magic and the one of them is an empath. The other one is like very powerful witch. And, um, she was telling me stuff like when you start bleeding again, you got to do your protection jar, which is true. I need a protection jar and I'm not even, I suppress my period. What I'm a terrible witch for that, but don't worry. By the time this airs, I will be bleeding relentlessly and forever. <laughs> I will bleed every day. Bleed. Don't invite me to your house unless you want blood everywhere. No, no, don't worry. I have a cup in all the time. Um, but they brought up this, this was crazy. And this was, this was something I had the shame cause I'm pretty, uh, free sexually like i'm really good at whatever whatever i'm i don't have stuff anymore and i did but i i when i had that stuff and i had to let go of it 
I went through a phase where I just fucked a lot of people and owned it. And I was the aggressor and I chose and then I never called them back. Like I just needed to do something that I was in control of to get my toxic shame. I, I mean, it's, I don't know if it works for other people. I know I said I was going to do it after my breakup and I failed, but <laughs> did I fail? I, yeah, I was going to I was getting ready to say like failure is I'm a weird, fine. Weird, I'm weird, great. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but um, so this thing was really hard on me. Um, I, this is the craziest fucking story. I cannot believe I forgot this. So they start telling me about a mutual friend of ours and we were talking about like packages or mail or I don't even know how this came up. And they Oh, said, I thought you were talking about mail packages. Dick packages. You know, I've never gotten a dick pic. I don't want one. I don't want them. Never. But I, I've never had a guy send me a dick pic. All my friends are always showing me dick pics they're getting. And I'm like, that's very interesting. Yeah, there's a, that's an interesting. I don't want I mean, <laughs> from my like my perspective is very varied in this like i was ahead of the perv curve on the internet yeah. many years ago and like i was even extorted for uh, someone attempted extorting ex- attempted oh, to extort me mm-hmm. from uh like a masturbation video yeah. that i thought was just me and a woman like having webcam wow, sex together yeah. um even though i knew better mm-hmm. and so they attempted to extort me for that so like my more people have seen my dick than have seen the vietnam war memorial <laughs> Good for you. Uh, probably. But um, that's like also a younger man's game. Yes. I was, you know, I dealt with love well, and sex addiction I when I was years I, ago. I, the, so, the friends who are yeah. showing me their dick pics, I'm just like, interesting. I think I just attract a different kind of dude, I guess. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, the guys I've been with, I don't I can't see them sending a dick pic. But maybe I don't know. Maybe they are now to other people. I don't know. I, I guess it just wasn't like our path to dick pics. But um. This, they start talking about our friend Bianca and they're like, how about that guy who sent Bianca all the jerk off tissues? And I was like, what? Yeah. Okay. Now I have the same story. Now this is this, this is crazy. The same dude. I lived in New York. Bianca lived here. We bought bootleg DVDs. All right. She bought some classic film. I bought Alfred Hitchcock's rope. This guy, this is crazy he harassed me uh intensely and i was i was i i wouldn't be rattled by this now i would not be rattled by this now i would just delete move on whatever but for whatever reason then it shamed me i remember my partner saying to me why do you care about this he said that about a lot of things he's a gemini why do you care about this? Why do you care about this? Because I, I do, you know, and it's like uh, flip a switch. I would if I could. I'm now I'm t- sounding like Yoda and Dr. Seuss. Flip a switch. I would if I could. <laughs> so so um, uh, this guy, they tell me and I said, oh, my God, this happened to me in New York. I ordered DVDs and they were like, well, and I, and I, I had this horrible story when I called the cops. It was obvious that the box was not, it did not have a DVD in it. And this guy had been sending me emails and he would do, he had like an AOL account and he would do like big, ugly font. So that I'd open the email and it'd just be a big font, huge font, inches tall. And it would say Brooklyn cunt. He kept calling me Brooklyn cunt. And then he would just call me cunt sometimes. It was really weird and I felt awful. Um, so he was doing the same thing to her. I called the cops. They took this box to the roof to open it. They knew it wasn't a bomb, but they treated it like it was a bomb. It was very lightweight. It was obviously going to be something gross in there. His reviews, after I read them, uh, he sent another woman a turd. He sent her his turd. So 
the cops put it in the garbage. This is super illegal, but Brooklyn sucks. I uh, got beat up in Brooklyn and the cops wouldn't help me. I beg- I got on my knees and begged them. They told me they were going to put me in jail. There was blood all over the front of me. My They thought my nose was broken. It was horrible. They wouldn't even get out of the car and go talk to the guys in the bar who beat my ex and me up. It That is a horrible story. But I say, fuck Brooklyn cops. Fuck them. I just want to go on the record and say, fuck Brooklyn cops. I'm sure some of you know some decent cops in Brooklyn. I left New York because the police there suck so bad. And I mean, Look at some of the history of the NYPD. We, uh, I saw them harassing <laughs> minorities the whole 16 years I lived there. It's a real shithole. Um, so anyway, fuck Brooklyn cops. And um, they threw this in the garbage. They threw it in the garbage. I called the detective to say, what, what do I do next? And he's like, oh, we put it in the garbage. And I was like, this man sent jerk off tissues through the mail. That's super illegal. They did nothing uh, I got eBay on it. eBay, I think, deleted his account. And then he just made another one. So I had no no closure, no retribution. Had to just like move on from this. And he harassed me for like a solid month. It was horrible. So they tell me, they're like, yeah, Bianca, this guy sent her jerk off tissues. And I was like, what, what, how did, wh- who was he? And they're like, somebody she bought a bootleg DVD from on eBay. And I was like, oh my God. In Bianca's case... The FBI showed up. Because it's across state lines? Well, he he was, he, because he was, they didn't even care about the fucking jizz tissues. They cared because he was selling so many bootleg DVDs. I guess when men ordered it, he just sent them the DVDs. But they showed up. They uh, took the jerk-off tissues. The FBI, I mean, the, far superior to the NYPD. They took the jerk-off tissues. That guy went to prison. And I never would have known that except just uh, just like a week ago, I was hanging out with them and they told me this story. And I was, I forgot about it because we covered so much and I was thinking about other things. But I was over the moon. I was elated and it was something that I had to like let die inside of me. I know we were going to talk about hexes and I have another story. Well, no, that's like all this t- ties together. Mm-hmm. Because I think the re- the reason my, my train of thought even went there is because of like magical practices people can do to free themselves from uh, when people try to bind themselves to you. Ooh. And Ooh, yeah. sometimes it's very strong and, you know, there's there's really only one way to combat it, I feel like, and that's to, like, try to shine so much love and light onto the situation. You can also put certain crystals in your bra every day. and I mean, uh, yeah, and I don't love wear a bra, and light. And I don't wear a bra, put but, him, but put, him put them in my butthole. Yeah, put them in your butthole. Listen, here's what you do. <laughs> I have anal crystals. <laughs> you can get at least uh, six in there. Yeah, sure. so uh, why is Singer always standing? <laughs> He's on the courts, man. Uh, but yeah, so it's like, I, I think you, there's there's things you can do. There's rituals you can do mm-hmm. to try to um, help that person. Yes. Um, or no, help a no, situation. No, get don't, a, yeah, what? but helping don't, I, I say don't go near them, even now. Well, no, no, it's not about going near them. No, no, but but you do. If you do any kind of um, magic that is is beneficial to a person like you've opened a door between you um negative same thing but there are really good blocking things like when somebody is you know like in that case um burning shit is what i'm most into uh burning burn like writing stuff down burning it at a full moon the the um tearing up the paper sweeping it out of the door and and it's the intention and the visualization of just like removing them you also want to do that cord cutting did i talk about that recently with uh 
Archangel Michael cutting the cord. Yeah, we I did. Do we did talk about the that. Time. The cord cutting is a great visualization. Yeah, and technique. do that daily. But I, I think even because sometimes I think like I'll have information that I'd like to share with my ex-husband, but he is some kind of there's something real evil in him. I mean, he's a good person, but he has picked up like a, a gypsy curse or something that makes him pretty fuck there's a real darkness in him too that i think will not be in him next lifetime don't care don't want to know um but every once in a while i'll think god i just learned about this J- just from sarah's partner sam he told me about this um healer in salt lake city and and i was like god my ex could really benefit from that and i was like well fuck that i'm not telling him because not because i, I wouldn't want to help him but to open the door at all like you you open a door it is a, a, an open door and now they can get in easier but yeah this Self-protection is where I am. Yeah, and I think self-protection is is obviously the the ultimate way to to deal yeah. with things like this. And it's also to not like because the reality is most people alive, most people listening to this, have had someone in their life who has bothered them, harassed them maybe, or stalked them, or mm-hmm. things like that. And I don't I don't think men for the most part realize that almost just about every woman alive has had a stalker at yeah. some point. So like, and men don't really realize that until they experience it and then they, they, they share their story and then they realize, oh, every woman I've talked to has dealt with this. Yeah. So it's like, it's really when you talk to a woman who understands that, that's when you start to realize like, okay, these are the things you can do. But, but also the reality of the situation is like, you don't think about this person until they're bothering you. Yeah. Um, and I think and that's, they, that, and that's what they want. And that's what they want. Cause now that's the only way you'll ever think mm-hmm. about them. So, um, if and you, if you're he, protecting yourself from, you know, without focusing yeah. on them is what you're saying. Yep. So, cause you don't want to, you know, the universe doesn't care what you're thinking about somebody. They're like, oh, they're thinking about this. I should shine that into their life. Yeah. Uh, the universe is non-discriminatory mm-hmm. and that, that's a good that's why i tell comics like, well, that's why i don't talk shit about things i don't like because yes. because then the universe is like oh he's talking about this thing he must want yep. more of it well and here's the thing too when you get when you let somebody rattle you and you react you can be rattled you're gonna feel feelings but when you give them anything when you give them your headspace you're giving them your power they have more power now and you have less like i Everybody can feel it. Those little internet fights people like to get into, don't. You you're, need you're letting your us, power. You're letting a vampire suck you dry. Yeah, you you can use that power for good stuff for you. Um, I was gonna talk about uh, the evil eye. Do you are you familiar with the evil eye? Have yeah. Ever? Okay. So when I was in college, um, and my piece of shit dad was uh fucking this woman I don't remember who she was she was uh, I don't know who she was but she was like a real freaky Christian and Christians like the uh, bad ones I mean I'm not I don't identify as Christian but you know I'm real big on JC yeah yo what's up JC best Aries ever yo JC you ever (laughs) want to do the podcast just let him know We'll set up another mic for I, you. I've mentioned him in all my prayers now. I have like a whole like six lines I close with and where everybody gets like a shout out at the <laughs> end. But um, uh, she was real big into Christianity and the the some of the darker people who access that stuff, they love the dark parts of the Bible and she was one of them. She put the fucking evil eye on my mom, my brother and me. And I could not believe this. I could not believe the things that happened to us. A tornado it was a hurricane turned into a tornado in time to tear the roof off of our house this all happened in the same week a horrible thing 
happened to my brother that um, I can't even talk about a horrible thing. And uh, I lost my scholarship at school and it was just like a weird misfile thing or something. And then it was gone. My scholarship was gone. And I tell my friend Katie, the Uber witch who uh, I was very lucky to go to school with and who like first got me into tarot and was like, you're a witch too. You're psychic. Stuff that like I would not maybe have embraced so heartily Uh, and at a time when I really needed to discover it. I am telling Katie some of this stuff and I'm like drained emotionally. I'm terrified for all of us. And Katie goes, Angie, somebody put the evil eye on you, on all of you. And I was like, no, I don't think so. I don't know anything about that. And she's like, dude, I'm going to go look at you later. And she she did. She like went home and did some witchcraft look at Which is at like it. one of my favorite ideas here. It's like, hey, you know how I'm talking to you yeah. and I see you right yeah. now? Well, I'm going to look at you later. Yes, yes. I'm going <laughs> to tap into your real good stuff. Even though I can see you right now, I'm uh-huh. going to look at you later. She did, And it was such great timing. It was such great timing. So... Um, cause the evil eye, the best time to lift it is Christmas Eve, which, uh, I mean, Katie could tell me more about that. I really don't remember why. Um, but it was right before Christmas and I was going to go home and, you know, we were all really fucked. We were fucked, royally fucked. And Katie tells me about the woman. I didn't even think about my dad's woman, the woman he was fucking. I didn't even think about her. I, I didn't know. I thought maybe my dad had done it somehow. You know, he's not very smart, but maybe he'd figured it out. And Katie saw the woman very clearly, told me what she looked like, told me when she did it. And Katie's like, yeah, she's a real powerful dark force. And I was like, holy shit. So Christmas Eve, Katie takes the evil eye off of us. She, she wouldn't tell me how. She wouldn't tell me what she did, because I guess you can't. Magic spoken is magic broken. Man, meanwhile, I'm always talking about my magic. I need to get better at that. <laughs> but, um, um, so Katie takes it off of us. I go back to school for the next semester. My scholarship is just back, miraculously. Like, whoops, sorry, we just filed that wrong or something. I was sitting in the office all the time and they're like, no, no, it's gone. You, it's gone. Like you, I don't remember what it was. Like it timed out. They told me, so I don't know what it was. Um, the thing with my brother got cleared up and everything was great. My mom met the love of her life who is, I mean, I, I got mixed feelings about this guy. They're not together anymore. <laughs> luckily it's not your life. No, I, he was like, <laughs> a, yeah, luckily <laughs> um, he, he brought his people in and they, he was like a great fun dad and he was rich and he loved us. And then suddenly we had like this fun, rich dad. And after the piece of shit dad, um, his people came and fixed the house and, every like all good came i love the idea of this he's just got people he's got yeah yeah i'm your dad now oh by the way i always have people who can fix roofs roofs like hanging out with me (laughs) they just (laughs) they did they they just just, i just happened to know this dude hang out with me so my people are here (laughs) right this dude owns airplanes like he and it was a fun time it was a fun time the time got real dark and bad and now it's over thank god but um the evil eye. So recently, I'm really not proud of this. I almost shouldn't even talk about it. Okay. So no, I'm going to set this up. I was... If this story ends with you putting the evil eye on someone, I'm going to shit my pants. Ooh, I hope you don't got any crystals in her. <laughs> <laughs> Did I put the evil eye on someone Can I give you a November? list of names? Uh, so no, I'm just kidding. when I tell okay. this story, you guys are going to be like, fuck that. You should have cut his dick off. Okay. So check this out. 
Okay, so this is going to be a very dark story. It's we should, a pretty dark. Well, okay, it's do not. Do we want to preface like to the listeners like? No, if, it's not that dark. Okay, but it, I don't. I don't intent, know what the story is. His intent is fucked up. I was safe, but this guy, he was a bartender, and I was a, a waitress after nine eleven. I I moved back to Florida because I was so scared. I just was so rattled, and I that I'd never really been. Uh, drinking I wasn't like a I was always I always wanted to be in control I didn't like to be drunk I was drunk all the time really sad dark time for me and uh, I I tempt at the trade center like I could have been there that day it was so it I mean to be in New York at 9-11 I don't as a as a young dopey person w- could barely access like the best things that are now in me I, I it was horrible but so I go back to Florida and I'm waiting tables in a sea shack and this piece of shit bartender uh, hits on me. And I... The guy you work with. Yeah. I was dating my manager. Oh, that went real bad. <laughs> so Which is like rule number one, uh, broken of a restaurant. Yeah, like the manager's a never, supposed to, yeah. never supposed to date the, like, the, the wait staff. Yeah, yeah, never. And I think he got in trouble for it eventually because I quit um, when ever all that shit went. Uh, premature ejaculator. Let's just put that out there. Oh, so hey. no major loss. Um, yeah. Uh, all the, shack, baby. Oh, yeah. All the premature ejaculators <laughs> I've are, been with are Scorpios. Uh, and but, if anybody else has this, not all the Scorpios I've been with are premature ejaculators, like, but all the premature ejaculators wait, have been I with I wonder, this is me like playing dumb. What does that mean to be a, pre- no, I'm just oh, kidding. Oh uh, boy. Like a premature ejaculator um, is like just someone who just can never have sex for more than it's like five really seconds sad. or something yeah, or what? But I'll tell you what too. Um, what is this like? I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's like one, two, three, sorry. Every time, yeah, like all it's the time. So sad. It's so sad. I felt. I hope that they've all gotten help. But even well, with condoms on, uh, two of them didn't seem to know that they were prematurely ejaculating. They, they just, just be like, "That was great." And I'm like, "What?" Like I couldn't. Be- I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe they didn't know. I mean, maybe they hadn't watched porn. I don't know. I don't know why they thought sex only lasted three times, three pumps. And I think it's most. Um, most men would agree, who are listening to this, that. When it comes to ejaculation, there is everyone's a snowflake. Mm-hmm. You don't know, like I mean, sometimes for whatever reason, it'll be like, oh, this is going, this could happen, this could happen. Fa-. That's the key yes. word, and I because you can like stop and do things to like prevent that from happening. Yes, thank you. But then sometimes there's like, sometimes there's uh, what's the opposite of premature? Um, Where they can't get an erection? No, 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 no. I mean. Like where you just oh, can't forever? ejaculate. Oh God, what a bummer! I was with an Aries who couldn't ejaculate, and he looked. God, he was so hot. He was Peruvian and Irish, an undefeated boxing champion. He looked like a he could ejaculate because he lose a fight. Everybody knows that about the boxing. Robert Downey Jr. When we and he was a bartender at the hippest bar in New York City, and that's why I met him. Was he kept giving me free drinks, and then oh, he was phenomenal. Couldn't have orgasms, and we would fuck all night. And this is getting real vulnerable and I'm revealing a lot but that was at the time when I liked to uh, control my stuff and he was an idiot so anyway he was great at that not a Scorpio so um, this Scorpio manager uh, I'm I dating forgot him. okay I'm glad you remembered <laughs> I was like what were we this talking is, about I really gotta maybe lock some of this down but anyway who cares um, so the I'm dating the Scorpio and um, this bartender piece of shit he hits on me and I'm, I'm a very 
faithful, loyal. And this guy was way more attractive than the guy I was dating. And and I was not I was like, well, if we don't keep if if I don't date him anymore, like, yeah, I'll hit you up, whatever. He was so mean to me after that, like pure rejection, even though I was dating his manager like I was dating somebody it wasn't like I was like ew now you're not good enough for me it was I was already committed in this way so um he drugged me and it was super embarrassing he did it to humiliate me I went in there for a drink and he uh, I wasn't working I went in with my best friend the child star who would get recognized all over Florida (laughs) she was real fun to hang out with um so we go in there for a drink he puts two margaritas in front of us and I was like oh thanks that's nice um I drank the first one really fast and he puts another one in front of me and I look at my friend and I'm thinking like, oh, this is his olive branch for being a weird asshole to me. I look at my friend and I say, I'm going to drink this one slowly. And this is it for the night. Like I was already feeling the first one. That's when I stopped remembering things. She said, I fell out of my bar stool, cracked my jaw on the bar and fell on the floor. Now we just, we had just eaten I hadn't, I, I was drinking my ass off at this time. No way does one margarita hit somebody like that. And I just started drinking the second one. So she gets me outside. I start throwing up everywhere like crazy. There was puke all over the side of her car from where I just had to hang my head out the window. I wake up in my apartment. She, we were sleeping on my futon in the living room, which was like my little couch. I had, Uh, My body, I was like throwing up all night. I had put my foot through the window next to the bed, like like convulsing and throwing up. The vomit was this really gross, weird, grainy vomit. It was something, it was like not something I'd eaten. Vomit was everywhere. I was so sick. I was so scared. I didn't know what had happened. And, uh, And she took really good care of me. Thank God I was with somebody. So I'm pretty... I'm pretty like at this point, I'm like, he drugged me. He, but I didn't, I didn't know anything about this drug. This guy was a bodybuilder too. And, uh, I find out from the waitress from Outback Steakhouse who comes and finds me when I'm working one night, she said, he drugged me too. And I woke up in a ditch in my car. Like she had all cocktail after work and it hit her later and she was driving and crashed her car into a ditch and woke up vomiting all over herself she described like the same kind of vomit this guy's trying to kill people yeah he's trying to kill people and uh he's a real fucking psychopath so um so and i i would love to have done something at the time i was so fucked up over 9 11 and this is some toxic shame too like i felt like well this was my fault no you should be able to go to a bar and order a drink and not be drugged yeah just because you like rejection this yeah. is the problem with that. Like when people don't handle, when people like refuse to accept your rejection yeah. and well, like as if you, like you owe them and then now you're the problem. Yep. Well then, oh my God. And this dude loved Ani DeFranco. Like what the fuck? Where do you find that guy? You know? So, um, uh, I, I was at a party. This was right after I saw her and he walks in. Now he's with some new this poor young woman he walks in and I start yelling at him in front of people and I'm saying what the fuck did you put in my drink what the fuck did you put in her drink who else are you doing this to and he's like um triple sec tequila mix and he he won't look me in the eye and I'm like you're a piece of shit and something bad is gonna happen to you and 
I left the party, stole my ex's bike, rode it through the ocean. It got rusted. He cheated on me. It doesn't matter. Anyway, <laughs> so um, I can be a Scorpio too. <laughs> so then, um, then uh, years later, I go back to Florida for my cousin's memorial in November. And I see my friend, like my best friend from that time, Naya. She she and I were Eskimo sisters. She had fucked that Scorpio that I was dating right before me. I was just actually having this conversation with someone. Should we... Is like Eskimo brother or Eskimo sister, is this like an offensive thing? It might be. It might be. Somebody told me to stop calling myself a gypsy the other day. They were like, gypsy's offensive. And I was like, but my people... Lovell's the second most prominent gypsy name. My people are gypsy. I don't want to call myself traveler in a wagon. Like, no. It's well, people if you're gypsy, if you're a, if But you Eskimo come from might gypsies, be offensive. Yeah, Eskimo brother or Eskimo sister Why is might be, it even Eskimo? I have what no is- idea. I think it has something to do with maybe... If we couldn't really find anything about it, but we thought maybe it had something to do with an incest thing or something, or we uh, we, we were just trying to figure out like where does I, I it even know. come from? I don't know. I mean, maybe they're sharing igloos. I don't know. I don't. Or maybe know. it's a polyamorous but society. I don't maybe. know. Maybe if somebody knows, please tell us. I'm going to stop yeah. saying it though because you're right. That might be. But I don't think calling yourself a gypsy is offensive because you are Thanks. a gypsy. I'm a gypsy. But when people's, I didn't realize this till I kind of put this one together myself. Like I realized when people say, "Oh, I got gypped." That's yeah. offensive because that's referring to gypsies. Uh, um, all right. So, so you, you're back at the memorial. Yeah. So I'm at the memorial and this was a this was a good closure. I learned a big lesson when I went back this time about problems that I have with family members and uh, things that we are going to keep repeating until I break the cycle, which I broke the cycle. It's fucking over. Um, I go out with Naya, who was my best friend at the time. Who and, took care of you. Yeah. No, no, that was Jen. That was, you know, I, I moved from Jen to Naya. And the, I think the women I've been best friends with probably uh, feel more uh, neglected and brokenhearted than men. Because I have broken up with a lot of women and moved on pretty quickly to a new woman. Uh, but I not sexually, just like when... I have had women get real possessive with me and this one did. This one did. She's she's definitely bisexual and this was a lot. Oh, of- I was just trying to keep track of no, like, sorry. the characters but in the Naya, story. <laughs> Naya is also a Sagittarius and I, the night I met Naya, um, she was the hostess and she's like this gorgeous black woman and she had like her hair all wrapped in this crazy thing and um, she looked at the, the schedule because she had just gotten back. She didn't work there for like a year. She was like seasonal employee. She told me she looked at the schedule and she goes, Angie, that girl sounds like a bitch. And then I get there and I was like, oh my God, you're so beautiful. Where did you come from? And she was in Ohio. And then that night I told, I went up to her. I didn't know her yet. And I said, you seem like the kind of person who could appreciate this. The ugliest baby I've ever seen is at table 12. And she's like, I am so into ugly babies. She goes, looks at the baby. We become best friends. It was wonderful. So, um, I see Naya. She's going to come visit me in LA soon. Um, I see, and I hadn't seen her since right after 9-11. And I just saw her in November. We go out drinking. We're catching up. She's double Sag. Like, she's so fun. Dudes are throwing themselves at us in this park. Granted, it's New Smyrna Beach. So, like, uh, there's not a lot of great options there anyway. Um, so, we're, we're having a great time. We're drinking. We decide we're going to bar hop. We walk out. She points down the street, and she goes, that's blah, blah, blah's bar. And I was like, the bartender we worked with at the Sea Shack? And she said, yeah, he married a rich woman. Her parents gave him a bar. And I was like, this is not what he deserves. This is, and I'm a little drunk. 
and I evil-eyed it, and it's still not out of business. So maybe you can't do the evil. Well, maybe I like didn't have months. my heart it's in it. It's been four months. It's been four months. It's going out of business. I evil-eyed a different place one time. Okay, I didn't evil it, but I cursed it, and it went out of business in two months. So, but that was also justified. <laughs> we've I got, think... <laughs> we've got like a whole nother thing opening up here. Like we, I like, have I'm only to, cursed I'm, those this is two like when places. I start, this is when I realized that like. Uh, Bruce Wayne is actually the Joker and Batman. <laughs> no, I've only cursed those two places. I have cursed nothing else. I swear. I wouldn't say you're the Joker or the 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 villain in this story because obviously this guy is a piece of shit piece psychopath. Of shit psychopath, total psychopath. Um, and um, at the very very least, he was a piece of shit yes, psychopath. Yes. Whether or not he still is. It oh my god. Like the way he behaved in the he past is like, is unconscionable. Yeah. And maybe he pulls a 180 and uh grows a soul, but I do believe he's a psychopath, so I don't think he can in this lifetime. I don't want his bar to thrive. I don't want it to thrive. And that's out of my hands. I would not go back and evil eye it again. I was drunk and I didn't even think he lived there anymore. Because these people were all from Vermont. They like all came down to work seasonally. I was just really upset. That was very upsetting to learn that someone gave him something so great and uh, he doesn't deserve it. He's a piece of shit. So yeah, I shouldn't hex anybody, especially after someone put the evil eye on me and it almost turned my life. Um, I but I think at the, at the end of the day, at the heart of a lot of these things, the people who are doing these things mm -hmm. are... They don't, um, they've already, they're already trapped in their own living hell Yeah, to and, a certain degree. And, and, so and it's like, you know, he got this great thing, this bar given yeah. to him or whatever, right? And But at the end of the day, he is going, he has to fall asleep with himself every night. And I that is think, a, a prison it, for people. Yeah, but I, do, I think he's an insane person. I think. So it doesn't uh, even occur to him. He to seduced like really a rich woman in it. town. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's fucked up that he's daughters. I hope that they're okay. I, I mean, I was very clear. I didn't, I don't want to kill anybody. Like I just wanted the bar to go out of business. I was very clear. And, and does, uh, do you know how to do the evil eye? I do not know how to do the evil eye. And I don't know if we should tell people how no, to do it. No, maybe we shouldn't. It's really easy. But you shouldn't do it because who knows what... I mean, depending on what culture you, know you what? grow up in, the evil eye has different... Mm -hmm. There's different power associated yeah. with it. And, you know, some people like the bracelet, uh, you know, like you'll yep. see the it, whenever you're at like a, a, a cool rock shop and you see the bracelets that look like, oh, it's like a bunch of little eyeballs on a bracelet. Yeah. That's an evil eye bracelet. And that, but that's, that's when you protect. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's you protecting yourself uh -huh. from it. Maybe he's wearing one of those. I don't know. But if. OK, let's say my angels blocked it and they were like, you're drunk, you're hurt. That was fucked which up, is very likely. I hope they did. I don't want whatever comes from that coming back to me anyway. He's not worth it. Because there's going to be some kind Kind of balancing yeah of you get here. three times any good you give to someone you get three times the good any bad you get three times the bad okay so okay so yeah <laughs> that would prevent me from ever considering doing the evil because i've thought i mean i'm not oh, going to yeah. sit here and act no. like i've never thought about trying to like we talked about it a few episodes back where these origin stories like yep. where you have a moment in your life you're like okay i could really I could go one direction or another yep, right now. Yep. And I feel like going the yeah. dark direction. Oh, and, and because I'm on my 11th life cycle, I don't have karma anymore. My karmas are done. I just have instant karma. And sometimes I'm like, I can do, I do what I want. I instant karma. No, I mean, probably because nothing has come back. I probably failed at the evil eye. When I go back to town, I'm not going to put the evil eye on anybody. I'm not hexing. But, um, the one thing I did want to talk about, though, because it is kind of a cycle happening here. Like, do you do you see do you, yeah. do you kind of see? Because um, I don't think anybody puts the 
this is me making a giant assumption. I talked so much about but, fucking dudes on this episode. I'm really reeling from that. Sorry, everybody. Oh, oh no, no. I mean, I like, haven't had sex in a forever. I wasn't even thinking about <laughs> like, that. I I'm thought just, we were talking about like. Sorry. <laughs> I'm still like, God, what a trash mouth. I think you talked about like three dudes. Okay. It's and fine. You're, also, sex is great. Everybody should be yeah, doing it. I would the, love to you, find somebody I want to like, have sex with. I, and I am not an expert and I just listened to like my first podcast on it like last night at mm-hmm. like three in the morning. So like, but I do wonder if like we were talking about toxic shame associated yeah. with sex and it's like why, um, you know, like as a man, I wouldn't be sitting here thinking like I, like this is, I'm saying it actually already said it to you. Yeah. Like, well, no, you didn't talk about sex that much. Like, cause to a man it's like, well, oh yeah, we talked about sex, but who gives a shit? Thank you. Thank you. Like that's just part of I life. I love sex. Right. I think that that's normal. I think if you don't love sex, you probably are Men have freely killer. been talking about sex. I mean, yeah. everyone knows the phrase dick joke. Yeah. Everybody knows what that phrase is. Yeah. Because it's like men are not. Uh, men are not judged at all for telling dick jokes no. on stage as, as comedians. God, yeah, now I'm mad that I apologize. I take it back. I'm going to talk about some more dick stuff before this is over. I never apologize. I mean, for stupid stuff, like the, yeah, the yeah. lady stuff. That but what I was going to say before you judged yourself so harshly about something I didn't even think about, uh, because I'm, you know, a man raised in mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. patriarchal world, um, is... The, the cycle of the evil eye thing here and the hexing, yeah. right? Because yeah. um, when, as someone who knows how like negative having a hex put on you and your family can be. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. There's, it just goes to show that like, just because something has happened to you doesn't mean that we aren't people that still want to maybe do it to someone else. You know else. what I love? And oh, this is actually a person I want to talk about anyway, um, involving a hex that I just dealt with. Um, uh, my really good friend, but like new best friend, honestly, she's phenomenal. Not going to leave her for someone else. There's no upgrade. She's phenomenal. Um, and she's getting me into the Kabbalah. I'm starting to take Kabbalah classes soon. And I, and I don't agree with all of it. They got some of it wrong, but I love, love the astrology stuff. She said to me when I told her about a guy who uh, pissed me off recently, she goes, he's the light's problem now. And I was like, oh, the light's problem. I say that all the time now when I'm like... When I'm driving and I keep doing the bubble thing that you're doing now, um, if someone's a dick or takes a spot or anything, I'm like, you're the light's problem. You're not my problem, which is such a beautiful go-to. It reminds me of Serenity Now from Seinfeld. Yeah, (laughs) it totally (laughs) does. It totally does. George is dead. Like nobody gets out of here without their, their, uh, being tallied up. Like you're good and you're back. (laughs) 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 So I did want to tell you though. So my new friend, um, she is tied to some very famous stuff and people and some of it, uh, it's, it's like a really sad thing right now. And, um, the, uh, she has some furniture that she believed was cursed. She found, uh, what she thought was a curse that this other person put on her family member who is the target of all this stuff. And she asked me to, uh, she asked me if I could uh, cleanse it or lift the curse and I she, she's telling me about what she found and I was like holy shit so I went over there the other night and um, really cool some of that stuff is really cool like I was overwhelmed because this is a celebrity that I, I had like growing up stuff with like this was really cool and this person when I met her and fell in love with like we were in friend love within five minutes she is definitely one of my people she's also an 11 um beautiful 
crazy fucking hilarious woman. But um, I go over there and she's showing me this stuff and she thinks that this was a hex that someone put on her family member. And and she's going through a lot of this family member stuff right now and uh, there was a lot of bad funk attached to the things that are in her home. But the worst funk was around this dresser because, and, and, and she pulls out these pieces of paper that she thought this person who lived with her family member had cursed her family member with, um, pulls out these pieces of paper. And I just felt like I, and I called in, I called in their people and I called in my people to help me cleanse. And there is big energy around her. Somebody really big came in. She told me after I did the work on the house that night, the pipes burst in the wall next to where I was doing it. And they, unfortunately it was sewage. So, but I also think that that's a sign that the, that the garbage all went out. Like it, I mean the sewage burst right after I did magic to cleanse the funk out, like, well, it's pretty telling. So, um, these pieces of paper, I felt like this really gross sadness around them. And I'm reading them and I was like, you have to burn these. You have to burn these. She's like, can I just throw them in the garbage? I was like, no, you got to burn these. And I told her, I was like, this is not on your family member. This is something this person did to themselves. And I've looked this person up because they're a little, they got some ties too. looked this person up. When I saw the photograph immediately, I was like, this is someone who hurts themselves. It was like a form of cutting. This person wrote down horrible things about themselves and put them in a drawer next to where they were sleeping. Like they kept, they kept their worst stuff. And there's a way like when, whenever the moon is full, I write down things I don't like about myself, obsess about this, um, get in thought loops about that. Um, forgive, 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 let this go. Things I don't want to hold on to. And it works. And I burn it every full moon. No, Even if I'm feeling great, I'm like, you got stuff. Everybody's got stuff. I'll write it all down. I tear it up. I burn it in my little cauldron. And then I take the ashes outside and I scatter them in the wind and they are no longer my problem. They're the lights problem now. So I'm telling her, you have to burn this. You have to burn this. This woman was deliberately poisoning herself. Like not, not an empowering way, not like maleficent way. Like this, it seriously looked like a hex, like someone cutting themselves, like a, like a spiritual cutting of the self. And it was so sad. And then I, I told her where like most of the bad energy was coming from. And I told, I did some cleansing, but I, she couldn't get any sage. I have very little sage left um, right now. I did not have enough to do this house. Um, but I, I was, she bought fresh sage. I don't know if you guys have ever tried to burn fresh sage. It does not burn. So um, I told her what to do, but I did a bunch of stuff to the, the, the heavy things and then the pipe burst. So I feel like it's all, <laughs> it worked. <laughs> I mean, yeah, get this shit out of here. It was so, yeah, get this shit out of here. It was so sad though. I've never heard of somebody and it was, if it, it, I don't think she would have, and this was someone like she had dream boards. She made, she was a, a dream board maker, which I'm all about. I mean, as a manifester, I'm all about a dream board. I know that they get made fun of and they're goofy. I would never put one up in my home because I'm so self-conscious of people seeing what I want. Like Maybe you should write that down. Ah! And then put that on your dream <laughs> board. My full moon burn. Your dream board is just, I had this idea for a sketch one time of, uh, it starts with a, uh, and maybe I'll make it. It's just kind of complicated. It's like, 
it's someone making a dream board of someone making a dream board. And then that person, <gasps> then cut to that person making a dream board of a person making a dream board of a person making That's a dream so board. Great. And so it's just a bunch of dream boards. That's so stupid of, great other people making dream boards <laughs> kind of like i mean my list nesting doll style my 120 qualities in a man that's a dream board 120 that's oh, a lot that's so many maybe i should expand all. my my i'm on my my general list of like all things you have deal breakers too so you put a star next to the ones that you will not settle for oh, okay so i don't know i didn't realize you yeah. make like you just want, in life in general too you about want things you want 75 percent of the list to be um, what you want. Yeah. He 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 has to be 75% of the list or else I'm not allowed to be with him. But I already know he is. And this goes for anything, anything. Like yeah. romance, it goes for what you want in your, your yeah. career uh, or what you just want in life in general. Yeah. And it was funny because some of the women were talking about the lists that they made. And I was like, uh... I didn't put rich or hot on mine, which is great. That's great. My, my But I did put... Um, he has good teeth is one of the things. And he has nice, clean feet. <laughs> nice, clean feet. Nice, clean feet. He oh, I thought you said he has clean. nice, cleaned I'll tell you feet. what, too. Like as my feet, ED on the end. My feet are not often... I'm a Sagittarius. Like, that's Britney Spears. It's Christina Aguilera. We got 7-Eleven feet a lot of the time. 7-Eleven You know feet. when you walk into a 7-Eleven? I don't. I don't. But, like, Floridians, no shoes. You know, you're walking around 7-Eleven, walk around the beach. I got... I. I got Florida feet sometimes, but I need a man who has nice, clean feet. They don't have to look great. Like, he can have <laughs> hobbit hair on his... I don't care about that, but, like, I don't want, like, gross, to long toenails, stuff like that. Like, just clean You're feet. So, basically, <laughs> a nice aesthetic on, yeah. the, on, the, on the feet region, yes. uh, which I don't think is too much to ask i mean yeah. i guess it's indicative of different personality types like people who obsess about that or then people who don't ever even think about it mm -hmm. you know and then maybe like somewhere even in the middle i guess would be most people mm -hmm. i don't know i always uh i don't think about feet very much um, no i don't I either do till take I, care of my i don't feet. think about feet till i see really fucking gross feet and i'll tell you what that nice clean feet came from my last husband real fucking gross feet going on there Look, I don't want a grown man who I have to say things to like, hey, could you go into another room and deal with those toenails? Yeah, like, and, and don't cut them like on the oh, table. Gross. No, 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 Ryan. He wasn't even cutting them. I needed him to cut them. I didn't want to see it. And I'd be like, go. And the way I like to do my toenails, I like to open the toilet, cut them onto a paper towel, shake the paper towel off into the toilet, never see any of my toenails, and then put that paper towel in the garbage. That's the, I think that that's a very nice way. If I don't go get a pedicure, which uh, these days I'm too broke to do that, so I'm doing my own toenails. But this guy, he had toenails that would get so long, they'd like not curl over, but How curl, long were they? <laughs> curl on the it's sides. So they'd like curl on the sides. And I'd say, because he had huge feet, he was six foot seven. I'd say, How the fuck are you putting shoes on those clawed feet? Like, what? You're going to ruin your shoes. It was so gross. It was horrible. He's, I, I'm, I wish him well. He's the lights problem now. His his feet are the lights problem. <laughs> See, um, I mean, he's light on his feet. Light. Okay, so um, I guess we got to wrap this up. This is the, it's over now. It's over. It's over. <laughs> it's all over. The point is this: it's like um, there's there's going to be times in our lives where we have to deal with problems and problematic mm -hmm. people, and sometimes those periods go longer than we want, and sometimes uh, they're very brief. Yes. Um, we find ourselves on the other side of that sometimes where we might want to 
be a problem for somebody. Yeah. Um, but I think at the end of the day, if you are dealing with anybody that's causing you problems, you don't need to be harboring shame from that because that's where the power of that's don't. where their power comes from. And that's when they make you, you feel shame. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's like it's essentially it's at the heart of what gaslighting is. Well, and how powerful do you feel if you're feeling shame? You don't feel powerful at all. You feel shamed and degraded. So it's hard. I, I mean, you know, like it's hard to to feel otherwise when someone is making you feel like and there, shit. And if you feel like you're at the end of your at the your end of your rope when it comes to a lot of these things, there are ways in magic mm. to empower oneself, yes. to protect oneself, to try to give yourself because I think at the end of the day too it comes back to meditation and being able to understand that uh, you are in in an an impenetrable yeah. being of light if you so remember you are. Yeah, you get that bubble going. You get that bubble going. Mm-hmm. And then it's just bumper cars out on the freeway. I'm yeah. telling you. I am just, I put this meditation bubble in my car. I ram into people all the time now. Do you? And there's never a scratch if in my I car. I run into anybody no, I'm, just, I'm truck, totally I'm kidding. <laughs> I do not condone <laughs> reckless driving due to meditation. Like, don't drive meditated. Um, don't drive meditated. <laughs> <laughs> no, you should always be driving meditated. But, um, the uh, the point is this: like, there's ways uh, to protect yourself. Don't there's ways to protect your, your state of mind, your your peace it's of mind. It's kind of like you know when you're a kid and your mom tells you don't lower your, don't lower yourself to their level. Don't go to their level. Evil eye is a terrible level. You don't go there. Mine obviously didn't work. It probably did. I don't feel like it worked. Um, I'm not gonna do it again. I was drunk. I was drunk. I also found a chicken in the street that night. <laughs> Did that happen? That's a good. That's a who good, knows. That's, who, <laughs> <laughs> maybe that chicken is symbolic that you didn't really commit to the evil eye, showing that you were in fact a chicken yourself. The best when it came to truly cursing someone. The, the best was these guys are walking up and I'm trying to pet a chicken and they go, "Look at this bitch." And I, I, I remember now because I have a video of this and I, I go, "Did you just call me a bitch?" And they go, "Uh, no, sorry, ma'am." And I go, "You just called me bitch and ma'am." <laughs> What? These are both super insulting. Yeah, what a Just bunch trying of, to pet a wild a, chicken in the a, streets yeah, of what a bunch New of Smyrna Beach. Look at this bitch. Look yeah, at this like, bitch. Hey, good luck with that. Thanks, good bro. Luck, good luck the, with that frame of mind. Big you're problem, the light's bro. big problem, Yeah, in fact. And hopefully the light took care of them that night. Yeah. Um, and, you know, in whatever loving, kind way that the light would deal with someone to I've, give them a wake-up call. They needed a hug from his mom, probably. Who knows? Yeah, probably. Who knows? I mean, it's all insecurity. It is. It, it always is. comes back to and insecurity. And they're baby souls, like little baby souls. They don't know how to cope. It's very scary. But do some magic and protect yourself. This shit is real. This shit is real. And it might not stop a person from doing something, but at the same time, now the, the things that that person may do to you become meaningless to you. Yeah. But that's that's where this like real protection comes in. Mm-hmm. And like protecting your psyche, your soul, your spirit, your energy. So don't let people suck that away from you because this shit is real and it will help you. This so, shit uh, is real. Don't give away your power. Don't give it away. It's your power. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. <laughs> this is where the magic happens.com where you can find all of our links and our things. Thank you to everybody who's been writing reviews. Please, uh, five stars, write a review. That would be awesome. That helps us. Um, you know, we're trying to grow this thing. I mean, we're trying to have our our podcast garden flourish. Yeah, help us with the podcast garden. So thank you very much for helping us do that. Find us on social media. You can find me on social media, Rai Singh on Instagram, uh, on Twitter. Uh, Angela's out there as well. Um, do yeah. you want to plug those? Lovable on Instagram. AngelaLovable.com. Angela you can find Angela, everything yeah. from there. 
And so, yeah, and if you like stand-up comedy, you should check out my album. It's free. My last one, it's my fourth album, Free Love, available for free download at my website. Check it out. It's I'm so doing good. a couple shows in haunted houses. Uh, and then what? after the show, I'll be doing paranormal investigations. Uh, and by probably close to when this comes out, I'll be in... Um, Davenport, probably close to when this comes out, uh, doing a show at a haunted mansion. And then I'll be in St. Louis. I might be in Des Moines. Uh, I'm going to be in Mobile, Alabama, or not Mobile. I'll be in Florence, Alabama, doing a house show. All that stuff. Uh, If you want to see me do stand up comedy, um, you know, all that kind of stuff, you can find it on my website, ryansingercomedy.com. Yeah. So looking forward to it. Lots of fun stuff. And we're going to talk uh, more about the uh, ongoing paranormal investigation over at Angela's uh, in the future when we have more details. And we'll give some details as they as they emerge. Yeah, but, we can do. But uh, some other things as well. So thanks again for listening. This shit is real. This shit is real.